Welcome to the Platinum Passport Podcast. I am so excited today because my guest is Violet White. Not only does she help me take care of my skin, <laughs> but she and I just end up having such great conversations. And so I could not wait to ask her if she would be a guest on the show. And she said, yes. <laughs> so Violet, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clinice. So privileged to have this opportunity. Well, thank you so much. You take very good care of my skin. And I know during our conversations, we have talked about beauty and of course, skincare. And I wanted to know why are you so passionate about this field of study and the way that we engage as individuals with beauty and skincare? God has blessed us with many, many beautiful things, Mm -hmm. but there's a certain amount of care that goes into maintaining that beauty, whether it's a garden, Mm -hmm. a garden can have the potential of being amazing in Mm -hmm. terms of its beauty, but it requires a bit of care. And I think the same goes for us. God has created these amazing bodies, there's a little bit of care that goes into keeping it at its best. I love that answer. And the fact that you acknowledge that every one of us as a human being is beautiful, but we do require care to bring out the best of that beauty, just like with anything else in life, whether it's a garden or your home or anything As you think about your own personal journey with beauty and skincare, where did your interest begin? As a teenager, I was finding that the skin that God blessed me with had some trouble. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see it at its best. So (laughs) I began to investigate, trying to figure out how does the skin work and why is there dysfunction? I'm a very curious person. I like to understand how things work. Mm -hmm. And so began my journey. So what were some of the things that you discovered when you first began that journey that helped your own skin, but also made you think, I want to be able to share this with others? From the very beginning, just understanding about what the skin is, how it is affected by everything from the environment to how we feed it, the natural things going on like hormone levels, Mm -hmm. genetic predispositions, everything touches what you see on the outside. Getting a good understanding about what the skin structure is, period, how it functions normally, and then looking at all the different aspects that can affect that And problem solving to see what things need to be adjusted to give this skin the best chance of functioning normally. Mm. It's a very interesting thing because you learn all about nutrition. You learn all about chemistry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so many different things that go into it. And I love all of that. I love the idea of seeing the different pieces, and then how they come together, where it is to begin with, and then sort of seeing what's missing, almost like a good business meeting where you ask the question, okay, 
what's going well do we that we want to keep going mm-hmm. what things do we need to stop doing and what things aren't we doing that we can add when did you determine that this was the profession that you wanted to call your own or that this is what you wanted to do with your life i was actually 13 getting ready to start high school and my guidance counselor suggested cosmetology hmm. so there was cosmetology program offered along with our regular public school education. I said, yes, I want to do that because I want to look better. (laughs) (laughs) I may be able to use it as a profession. I may not. But to be honest with you, at the time, I just wanted my pimply face to go away. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted the pimples to be less frequent on my skin. So there began. So I started cosmetology school at 14 and it was three years of schooling all along 10th, 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. I studied cosmetology and at the ripe old age of 17, I had my license. Wow. And then how did you become an esthetician? Interestingly enough, at my cosmetology school graduation, Sally Perry, who was one of the first women in this area of Virginia Beach mm-hmm. to have a full service salon. So instead of just a hair salon, she also had a skincare studio. Wow. She did everything from testing hair to see if you had nutritional deficiencies. She just did all kinds of things. She was an innovator. And she was on the board of advisors at my cosmetology school. Mm. When my mother and I were leaving my graduation, she came behind me down the hall saying, she couldn't even remember my name. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl. Do you have a job yet? I had received an award for a piece of artwork that I did during the course of our study. She invited me to lunch and she said, you can come work with me and I will teach you everything I know. She was the president of Aesthetics Virginia. I became like her assistant Mm -hmm. and we traveled all over the state teaching the latest innovations in skincare and makeup. That was 30 some years ago. That was 1986. So there was no official aesthetics license or anything separate. It was all under the umbrella of cosmetology. So I had the unique opportunity before it was even a thing to learn from the very, very best. And she taught me all the principles that I still use today that I think speak to professionalism and really caring for your clients. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. So you were being prepared even at that time for what you were going to go on to do in life, because now you currently have your own company. How did you make that decision? Within the first couple of days of cosmetology school, I could envision wanting to be a part of something that would help primarily women be their best. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was thinking being a part of something that would be really holistic. You know, there would be something for helping your mind. There'd Mm -hmm. be something for helping your body. So like nutrition and exercise, you know, anything and everything you could think of that contributes to good health. Not just the outside, but all the things that happen around us and in us that eventually do affect the outside. Right. 
So I knew I wanted to own something and be a part of something that would help us be at our best. Mm -hmm. So from the very beginning, I knew I wanted to and just went through school and Sally Perry hired me. Her company changed hands and became Gary Allen. They helped me in terms of education. They supported me by having the ability to travel and take classes. And then I started the skincare studio there, Mm -hmm. which became the blueprint. You know, I got to practice with his company, developing the skincare program, developing the facials, making the menus, coming up with promotions. I had already been doing some of those things because he was not interested in skincare. So he was like, just do whatever you want. (laughs) And that was great because it, it sort of became practice. There was a time when I felt like, I think I want my future to be in my own hands. Whatever he might decide to do with his business, I have no control over that. So I just had a desire to be able to have influence over my future as far as my career was concerned. I guess I had shared that with a few people. And there was one client in particular who became a friend Mm -hmm. that came to me one day and she said, I know you want to do something more. I know someone that maybe you can get with and you can get your business going. I reached out, started down that road. It ended up not working out. I was not happy with how it played out. I feel like God nudged me to be gracious. I sent a letter saying, thank you for the opportunity. Please keep me in mind if something else that might be a better fit happens. About three or four years later, that person reached back out and said, hey, we have this building now and a third of it we don't need. I have not had any business training. You know, I have high school, (laughs) postgraduate certificates and things, but haven't studied business. I didn't know how to write a business plan. None of that stuff. I try to sort of figure those things out, but totally, completely unprepared Mm -hmm. to go into business. But again, God kind of encouraged me to just put one foot in front of the other, go see what it's about and The most unbelievable thing happened. I was able to start my own business and I had, I think it was just about $1,500 to my name. Oh my goodness. Zero credit, a six month old baby. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) I had just enough money to buy the professional products I needed to do the services. Wow. I had a steady following from my job. All the money that came in, I just would buy a piece of equipment, buy a little bit more products. Mm -hmm. And here I am. It's been 21 years. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how God's provided for me along the way. What a story. That's really incredible. You are passionate about beauty and skincare. Why do you think that is important for us as individuals to embrace in our own lives? I really love seeing things at their best. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. If it's beautifully prepared meal or landscaping or my closet, 
there's the opportunity to see things, just be what they are, let them just go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or care for them. Care is a way of saying thanks for the opportunity. Oh, I love that. To have this. With you saying that, it speaks to the fact that it's more than just acknowledging what we have, but it's also being intentional about taking care of what we have and elevating the beauty of what we have. Yes. And that's a different way of thinking about beauty and skincare, because I think a lot of people just think about, oh, isn't that kind of shallow? <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> to be concerned about, you know, beauty and skincare. <laughs> yes. I can remember one time I was talking with someone and she was all smiley and small talk. And she right. got around to asking me what I did for a living. And I told her, and you should have seen how her face, and this was another <laughs> woman of faith. Right. So it's right. important to, to say this part. Her okay. face just dropped. Oh, wow. That was the end of our conversating. No. Yeah. She she basically just shut down. Yeah. We don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you, sister. <laughs> that is too funny. So thinking about that, this idea of people often thinking about beauty and skincare being shallow, how do you define beauty? I guess I keep coming back to beauty is when something's well cared for, like Mm -hmm. that it's at its best. It doesn't mean that it's can't rate it from zero to 100 in terms of attractiveness. Right. Okay. So I think that's something that's different, Mm -hmm. but I think when something's healthy, it can't help but be attractive because right. if we're healthy, if our, if our bodies are healthy, if our attitudes are healthy, mm-hmm. if our spirit's healthy, you know, all those things show through. So it's not just the outside, but outside being healthy means, you know, it doesn't have dirt. Outside being healthy means it doesn't have a lot of buildup of dead skin. Mm-hmm. Outside being healthy says there's a normal moisture balance. You know, it's not super dry. It's not super oily. It's balanced. I define beauty as something that is healthy and that's at its best. The work that you do is so important. I can remember I was in junior high school and my skin really began to have some major problems with acne. And I remember how that made me feel. It made me actually kind of want to close in Mm -hmm. or be more closed off. And I was very fortunate because my mom and my dad were sensitive to that. And they took me on a journey to find a good dermatologist to help me to be able to get antibiotics and all of that to help to clear up my skin. But even to this date, I still struggle with skin issues, which is what led me to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I think that in particular for young people, when they have that acne or those skin conditions, and it's the first thing that people see, there is a self-consciousness that comes along with that. Being able to, as you say, really help people to find the beauty and find the right tools and find the right products 
to help them is so, so important because it increases their confidence. It allows them to feel even more engaged in life. And all of those things are part of the beauty and the skincare, which is what takes it from being something that's quote shallow. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, some people might be focused more on the shallow part. And honestly, based upon what you're saying, there is an elevated level more than the shallowness to this idea of beauty and skincare. And I think that that's really powerful. So that makes what you do so important. And how do you feel as you are working with your clients and you can see their transformation occurring? How do you feel about that? It's amazing to be a part of it. And it's a journey. There's a starting point. There's a twist and turn sometimes. <laughs> but it's just so amazing to see the difference between even in one visit of tightness or anxiousness or mm-hmm. worry about their skin to when we leave and it looks better, it feels better, they look better, they feel better. It's so cool to get to participate Mm -hmm. in that process. And I get to do it several times a day. (laughs) It's so awesome to see that and to be a part of it. It's a definite win-win. We get to exchange, we exchange ideas. There's a difference with how the person holds themselves at the beginning of the treatment mm-hmm. versus when they leave. I've often wanted to ask this of people in industries like yours. Have you ever been out and you've seen someone and you've just wanted to say something to them? Like you've wanted to say, oh, if you would just do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> I don't do that so much. Uh But that's just part of my personality. I'm an introverted intuitive. Okay. Personally, my mind is on very deep thought. People that are sensors that are very focused on what they can see would probably go crazy (laughs) with all the extra hairs and the clog pores and the rump. I don't notice those things so much. I do notice them. It's not like I'm blind and I can't see them. But my mind is more on concepts and ideas. And that's where my brain kind of lives. But I love to see things at their best. So yeah, sometimes you notice, oh, I could do a little this. You only did a little that. Not crazy. Exactly. Exactly. There's definitely (laughs) some. I often think about that with hairstylists and makeup artists and estheticians. I often wonder, do they just wonder sometimes when they look at me like, Girl, let me tell you, I can really do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Well, you know, the opposite is true, too. And I would say that because I do love beautiful things. I love beautiful things. And I probably notice that a little bit more than what's off. Oh, I like that. I noticed somebody's got a really great haircut or mm-hmm. pretty shade of lipstick or they, boom, they got those lashes going. Just you know? doing it, right. And they've got that extra twinkle in their eye. I love seeing that. Who doesn't like to look at something that's beautiful? Exactly. Now, I think it's so fascinating because not only are you an esthetician, but you are a makeup artist as well. And when you are looking at our skin and you're seeing a blank canvas, 
How do you come up with the ideas about, wow, okay, I could do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and elevate what I see before me to, like you said, to find that beauty, to en- enhance that beauty. What is that process like for you? It's very different now that I'm mature than it was at the beginning of my career. At the beginning of my career, it was all about my vision. Okay. okay? how I see that person and how I think they should look. Now that I have matured, Mm -hmm. it's more about tuning in to how that person wants Mm. to be, how they want to be seen Mm -hmm. and helping the client accomplish that. Gotcha. That is the ultimate because my vision isn't necessarily the client's vision. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it becomes a collaboration and that's the technical side, but the ultimate goal is to help the client figure out how they want to be seen and where they want to go. And the highest success rates of that Mm -hmm. is when we can accomplish that because everybody wants to be working towards their goal. It's much harder to see consistency when it's not what that person really wants. Right. I've been doing this for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And the first 15 years of my career, I was in a full service salon. So they were hair clients. I would hear from clients, they'd say something like, gosh, I wish Sally Sue would do something different with my hair. (laughs) this client comes in, you know, every four weeks or six weeks or whatever. And because they've been with the same person for so long, the stylist would stop asking the question, how are you feeling about how you look? Mm -hmm. Asking questions to continue to help that person personally, not just do the same thing over and over again. So that's one thing. So I'm very keen to always ask the question, what's the most important thing that we accomplished with our time today? Because that can change. That's part of it. The other part of it is what I've started with, which is what's important to me may not be important to you. Also, someone would say to me, man, I had the worst facial. All she did was massage my face the whole time. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I've got these clogged pores that she barely touched. And then another person will say, man, I got the worst facial. All she did was pick at my face the whole time. (laughs) So the moral of the story is everybody's got a different idea of what success is. It's really important to me to ask the questions, find out what's on your mind. What is it that you're wanting to accomplish? And let me help you get there. Mm-hmm. I will throw in my professional opinion and help guide to an ultimate greatness, but it is always first and foremost to tune into what the person is trying to accomplish. That's great. That's wonderful. Every season, there are always these fads about this is what you should be doing beauty wise. Mm-hmm. Do you have a certain perspective of how you incorporate what is, quote, happening now? (laughs) Does that inform what you do with your clients or are you more on the side of we're just going to continue with what we're doing 
where do you land on that question? My answer is yes. (laughs) This time of year, there are generalizations and the magazines and the blog posts are full of generalizations. Like Mm -hmm. this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be doing it. But at the end of the day, we have to look at the individual. I can't say that enough. There are some general things that apply, but it is most important to know as an individual where you are and Mm -hmm. what things are important for you. Springtime brings lots of allergies. They affect the body greatly. Mm -hmm. We're outside more. So there's more pollution, more sun exposure. So yes, there are lots of things to kind of pay attention to. I often will say at the end of a season or the beginning of a season, it's a great time to relook at your regimen. Okay. It's great to, on a daily basis, look in the mirror and say, okay, what's going on with my skin today? Mm -hmm. Once you go through it, taking care of your skin over a span of time, you'll have different tools that you will use at different times, whether it's Mm -hmm. different time of the year or different time of the month while you're on medication versus not on medication, on vacation, climbing the hills, you're going to want to take a look and say, what's going on with my skin today? If it's dry, then you're looking for your products that have more moisture. If it's a lot of buildup, you're going to look for your products that are going to do more deep cleansing or some exfoliation. So yes, there's lots and lots of generalizations, but the one thing to remember is to take a look at your skin and say, What's going on with it today? What's going on with it in this season? Mm-hmm. What is a pattern that I can look back and say, oh, springtime comes, I, my nose and the creases of my nose get a little dry or my cheeks are a little bit more flush because I'm having to blow my nose more. My big thing is take a look and say, okay, what adjustments do I need to make? Mm-hmm. And every time you go through a cycle of products, so if you're using professionally recommended products, they usually last three to four months, which mm-hmm. is just about a span of a season. So even as you're running out of product, it's a great time to say, does my skin seem to be responding well to this cleanser, to this toner? Let's say a person in the winter, there's less humidity in the air. So the skin has a tendency to be drier. There's also dry air inside. There's less vitamin D and sun exposure, right? Mm -hmm. So all those things kind of lend to a more dull complexion, a -hmm. drier complexion. Mm -hmm. Products have more oil, more moisturizers, heavier ingredients. They're going to have ingredients that rev up the skin that are more active. Mm -hmm. You're sitting still a lot more. There's less activity. Right. Springtime comes, Mm -hmm. you're outside more. So there's more activity. Your body's going to be warmer. You're going to be producing more oil and moisture naturally. So you're going to want to back off of those products. You don't no longer are going to need those emollients in the product like you did during the winter. So it's thinking cause and effect. Same thing with your cleanser, toner, and moisturizer. Those are the three basic things that you must use on a daily basis. So the added ingredients of your cleansers, toners, and moisturizers that you use during the winter definitely would need to be adjusted 
during the warm months. That is so interesting because a lot of times people have this mindset that once I find what works for my skin, I don't change it. But the way that you are talking about it really helps us to see our skin as a living organism. Yes, it is. That responds differently during different times of the seasons simply because of the way we are engaging in life. And that's just one example. There are other things, like I mentioned, are you on medications right now? You know, that can affect your skin. Different things that are going on with your health can definitely affect your skin. You know, someone that have tendencies towards being diabetic, Mm -hmm. you're going to see different things in the skin. You're going to see different things in the skin based on your diet. You know, if you're all of a sudden you're taking in lots of sugar, you're going to see more irritation on the skin. If you have lots of upper respiratory stress and allergies, you're going to see the skin get flushed more often, more easily irritated. There's just so many things that affect it at a bare minimum because we're in the spring season now. You're getting outside. So the focus is more on environmental effects of how the environment is going to be affecting the skin. Getting in the habit of looking in the mirror and really looking at your skin and assessing what the needs are for the day. It's a really good practice. And be prepared. You know, you have your deep cleansing cleansers and then you have your more gentle cleanser. I usually recommend that everyone have both, no matter what. This is so interesting. What should we have in our, quote, arsenal or in our resources as we embrace our beauty and skincare? Generally speaking, you should have a good deep cleanser mm-hmm. that you can use and a gentle cleanser so that you can go back and forth. An example would be you might use let's say the gentle cleanser in the morning because all you've been doing is sleeping and then your more deep cleanser in the evening because you've got to get through your makeup and if you've been perspiring and all that sort of thing. That's like a general. Some people may have a skin that's very particular because we need to cleanse the skin twice. Each time you cleanse, you may start with the gentle cleanser and then finish with the deeper cleanser if your skin has a tendency towards being soiled more Mm -hmm. and flip-flop If it's the opposite, you want to use a good deep cleanser for that first cleanse to get whatever's sitting on the surface and then finish with a more sensitive skin cleanser to leave the skin comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's just like one example. It might be more extreme that your gentle cleanser you use all winter and your deep cleanser you use all summer. How you flip flop and move them would depend on the individual, but that's a general thing that pretty much everyone should always have in their toolkit. Same thing with toners. There are times of the year where you need something that's going to rev the skin up. And then there are times when you really want to be gentle and calm the skin. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of a basic thing. When it comes to moisturizers, it's probably more on how much water or oil your body's producing. So whether it's a heavier moisturizer or a lighter moisturizer, depending on what's going on with the skin, it's a little bit more involved with the toner. A lot of people don't tone their skin. And the reason I think is because we're in the habit of just following what you've always done. Way back in the day, there was either a soap or like a Pond's cold cream. That's kind of where cleansers started. You had one or the other. Mm-hmm. Both of those would leave a residue on the skin. So toners were sort of created to cleanse away a residue, mm. either from a heavy Pond's or soap. 
Also to restore the pH balance of the skin because soaps have a tendency to be very alkaline and the skin's barrier is very acidic. Out went bar soap, out went your Pond's cold cream type cleansers. And we have like water soluble lighter cleansers now, which kind of made you not need something to clean away the residue gotcha. and not need something to restore the pH, generally speaking. So people kind of got out of the habit, but one of the main things that the toner does is it helps to rebalance the skin. It helps to put water-like moisture back into the skin. It also primes it and evens out the porosity for your moisturizer. Mm. If you can imagine a sponge, how much easier it is for the sponge to get filled with water once it's already damp. With toners, you have toners that add hydration to the skin, and even out the porosity, you have some toners that have added ingredients that enhance the skin. So the toner might have some anti-aging ingredients. Mm-hmm. The toner might have some calming ingredients. The toner might have some antibacterial ingredients. So depending on what's going on with the skin, it would actually sort of medicate the skin. Part of it is what's going on with your skin at the time, but again, having something that's going to be nice and gentle Mm -hmm. and then something that treats the skin that's going to keep it in balance. Absolutely. And then rounding that out with a moisturizer. So I've heard people say to me, oh, I don't even use anything on my skin at all. And that's one of the reasons why my skin is so beautiful. So what do you say to people that say, I don't need that? I hear what you're saying, but nope, that doesn't necessarily apply to me. Your skin needs protection. So it's really more about the protection of the skin. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to create a barrier that's going to keep a normal moisture balance. So all the water you drink and the fruits and vegetables you eat that actually hydrate your skin, it's going to help keep that from evaporating. That's the biggest thing. The other thing is an environmental shield, something between the environment and your skin, something to help keep the pollutants on the outside, the dirt on the outside, the sun on the outside, instead of damaging your skin. That's what I would say to that. Perfect. Is there anything else that you want to share with us that will help us to embrace our beauty and skincare for the spring? If you haven't taken a look at your skincare routine, lately. Mm -hmm. It is a great idea to have a consult, have someone take a look at your skin and give you some advice about how to best take care of your skin. That I think is very important. Instead of guessing and trying to do the research all on your own, I would suggest taking the advice of a professional to help you put together and stop guessing about what to do with your skin. I just love the way that you look at beauty and skincare. And I'm so excited that you have agreed to be our guest and to talk about this subject. This Platinum Passport Guest Travelogue brought to you by The Platinum Group. I want to uh, transition now to a special part of the show where we talk to our guests about their travel log. So what has been your favorite trip location? You're going to laugh when I tell you this, Las Vegas, but not the Las Vegas that most people think of. (laughs) 
outskirts of Las Vegas. We took a trip to Las Vegas and James, my husband, was mm-hmm. participating in a triathlon. Wow. So we were over near the Hoover Dam and I love nature. So being out in nature, being able to see the wildlife and the rocks and what plants are growing in that area that's different than here. That's probably my favorite because it was so different. The topography was so different than here. Oh, I love that. What is your favorite traveling accessory? I I think it's my husband. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) He will love to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So that actually leads right into the next one. It says, what is your favorite traveling companion? And it's a multiple choice. My love family, friends, me, or other. We know your love is on the list. Is there anybody else that is a favorite traveling companion for you? Probably my girls. Oh, I love seeing the wonder, them discovering things and experiencing things. That's pretty thrilling for me. What would you say is your travel ID? Are you an explorer, chill and relax, an adventurer, culture craver or foodie and you can select more than one okay i love food i love exploring but not excessively okay (laughs) i don't like having a schedule (laughs) i want there to be no pressure about time and the final question for today is what is your dream destination or do you have several dream destinations? I want to see Spain and I want to see Greece. I really have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your passion, your heart. I look forward to having you back as we continue to talk about this journey of beauty and skincare. Thank you so much, Clemise. I appreciate it. Your Platinum Passport has been stamped. I look forward to seeing you at our next destination.